President Biden is absolutely fit. Trump is the one who is crazy. I think he's the one who's a liar. He's the one who has proven uh, that he cannot be trusted. Ah, yes, the mentally disturbed Maxine Waters, uh, Democrat, racist, member of the House of Representatives. Um, It's the standard protocol for the radical left. Change the subject and attack. And with the Robert Herr report, that's what they've done. How dare you bring up my son, Bo? Well, we didn't bring up your son, Bo. You did. You have no soul. So they attack and they lie. They lie and they attack. Joe Biden is a liar, even though his brain doesn't work. He lies and he attacks. That's what the left does, the Democrats and keep in mind the old Soviet slash Russian playbook is to accuse the other guy. And this is the Russian playbook again, as defined by Victoria Newland of the Obama administration. Under oath on Capitol Hill, the old Russian playbook is to accuse the other guy uh, of doing whatever it is that you're doing. It is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. So when the her report came out saying that Joe Biden's brain doesn't work and he can't remember anything, they attack Donald Trump and say that he can't remember anything either because that'll make it all better. They change the subject and attack standard protocol, Soviet playbook, Russian playbook, to accuse you of what they have been accused of or what they know they're about to be accused of When they rob the bank, they uh, say, well, let's accuse them of robbing a bank before we rob a bank. And they do that all the time. It is a tactic that they use, a technique that they use to diffuse any attacks on them or any bad news that may be looming for them. They accuse you of being guilty of what they know they're guilty of so that when the Republicans come out and accuse you of not having a memory, they're like, oh, yeah? yeah? It's the politics of I know you are, but what am I? Uh, you're a Democrat party. Now, what do you think Joe Biden's going to do about Iran claiming that they own Antarctica? It's a continent, you know, commonly referred to as the seventh continent. It was my seventh continent uh, when I visited with my best girl last year and went on the penguin hunt. They're not very fast. You can catch them. you got to have the right footwear because it can be slippery. But uh, catching the penguins, not so hard. And uh, lots of, what are they, humpback whales, hanging with the humpback whales, all that stuff. Antarctica is cool. But I'm glad we went last year because now apparently Iran owns it. The Islamic Republic of Iran, which enjoys funding thanks to Joe Biden and Barack Obama, who are not on our side. Not on our side. Yeah, but great stuff. The uh, Hindustan Times and Fox News. I'm noticing the Washington Post and New York Times don't have any stories on Iran laying claim to Antarctica because they're bootlegs for Iran. They are bootlegs for Iran at the New York Times and the Washington Post and beyond because the Democrat Party are a gang of bootlegs for Iran who plan on wiping out the great Satan that is us, you see. Mm, 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 mm. 
And they've been saying this for some time now. Well, uh, uh, parts of this, even back in September of last year, Iranian Navy reiterates plans for a base in Antarctica. You know, there is a treaty in place, and no country can lay claim to Antarctica. Uh, But there are countries, including the United States and France and others, that have scientific outposts at the South Pole and uh, elsewhere in Antarctica. And Antarctica used to be covered with trees, by the way. It was a forest long ago. You can still find petrified wood in Antarctica from the old forests that were there. You know why there was a forest there and there isn't now? Because climate change, because the climate changes all the time. It always has. But now the insane, mentally ill, gender dysphoric Democrat Party and the rest of the left worldwide, they're lying to us that they're going to make the climate better, I guess by making it colder. When in reality, we all want a warmer climate, more arable land for crops and for livestock, but they don't want us eating livestock. Yeah, and today's update is Iran declares Antarctica its property in direct challenge to Biden, comma, global treaty. Iranian naval commander announces planned military base in South Pole. Well, that would be at the South Pole, not in the South Pole, but never mind that. And the dateline is Jerusalem. Iran's naval commander announced in a televised broadcast that the regime owns Antarctica (laughs) and will build a military operation in the South Pole. That would be at the South Pole, but never mind that. We have property rights to the South Pole, he said. We have planned to raise our flag there and carry out military and scientific work, maybe spinning centrifuges and enriching uranium, advancing their ballistic missile program. Iranian Naval Commander Rear Admiral Shamran Irani, just in case you don't know where he's from, his last name is Irani. So we got that. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And this comes from the the Middle East Media Research Center, also known as Memory. And Memory is a great organization. They monitor what's going on over there and let us know because CNN and the New York Times don't. But uh, there it is. They just uh, they declared that Antarctica is theirs and you can't have it. Fox News Digital asked U.S. State Department spokesman in a recent uh, if the recent America American unfreezing of $6 billion in Iranian funds held in Qatar could be used by Iran to set up a base in Antarctica. And the liar, uh, the spokesperson, said, no, Iran's funds held in Qatar may not be used for any activities in Antarctica. Sure. Tell them that, dimwits. So that's Iran. That's, uh, that's what they do. Yes, sir. Uh, 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 uh. Um, all right, let's go to uh, let's go to the telephones. Let's uh, let's see. Let's go to Patty calling from Montclair, Virginia. Patty, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi, Chris. 
I'm confused. I need you to unconfuse me. Does not, did not Biden have uh, a little girl who was killed in that car accident when his first wife died? I'm a little, um, you know, the, the facts of the situation I'm not that clear on. But I, I do know for a fact I lost a child to fentanyl and you never wow. Forget the never forget the loss of a child. So um, maybe in his mental state, I don't know. But would he not be saying, "I lost Bo and I lost the other child that he lost"? I I'm just wondering what you think about all of this. Well, I think Joe Biden, uh, now, and he has had these terrible tragedies in his life, of course, in 1972, yes. just before Christmas. It was December 18th, and and, uh, and he did uh, uh, lose uh, uh, Nelia Hunter Biden um, uh, was uh, his wife and um, and she was a teacher, his first wife, of course. And um, it was a, the, the daughter, I think it was named Naomi, right? And, uh, and she was killed in the crash. Two sons, Bo and Hunter, were in the car and they were critically injured uh, in the car accident in 1972. Uh, but they survived, and what a horrific, horrible tragedy uh, that that is. And then much later, his son Bo, I think may have been 52 years old. I'd have to look that up to be sure. Uh, terrible things. Now, you know, he never, well, he rarely talks about that, at least, Patty. And, and, it is, and he's had these terrible losses, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, now, more importantly that he's president, uh, the latest loss is his brain. It's his mind, right, Patty? That's not fun. Yeah, that's right. Didn't he cause a lot of grief and heartache for the truck driver involved in that accident with his first wife and children? I believe that he did. Yeah. Yeah, he said he was drunk when he wasn't. Uh, I believe you're correct about that, yeah. Um, Well, thank you. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And and it was... uh, yeah, it was, it was a, just a terrible thing. They were actually out shopping for a Christmas tree on December 18th when this terrible accident happened. And it's true, a uh, truck, there was a collision and, and a terrible thing. Bo was four years old and he was severely injured. Hunter Biden was three years old, had a fractured skull. And I can understand why, you know, Joe Biden would be protective of his boys that survived and and would be traumatized by his, his wife and and his daughter Naomi that were killed. The uh, the daughter was 13 months old at the time, and a terrible tragedy. A terrible tragedy for Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't bring that up a lot. It comes up rarely. Um, and then he remarried. He married Jill Biden, and um, you know that's terrible. That's all terrible tragedy. But that but none of that is important to what we're talking about in the her report because what we're talking about in the her report is the fact that Joe Biden can't remember stuff. He's got a case of CRS, and he can't remember things. And he's president of the United States. And the report said that he couldn't remember what year his son, Bo Biden, died. And the NBC News report, and they're, uh, you know, of course, on Team Biden and Team Democrat, uh, they found out by whatever means that he did remember the date, May 30th, but did not remember the year 2015, and I, I've got to say, Patty, it was like a little bit of a little bit of a mean thing, but it's, uh, sort of fun. When when the her report came out, a friend of mine texted, 
Do you think he still remembers showering with his daughter? <laughs> yes, good question. Because that was another freaky episode in the in the sordid Biden family history. And, and the uh, showering, you know, his daughter wrote in this journal that uh, dad was showering with her at a very inappropriate age. I'm not sure what the appropriate age would be to shower with your daughter. Uh, and she went on, uh, according to her own diary, to uh, be a sex addict and kind of a sexual deviant and to be a, um, uh, she has addiction problems and has been in and out of rehab. And that's where she left her diary and somebody found it there and then the FBI raided homes to get it back as though it were stolen in some sort of uh, plot when that was not the case. Uh, just, yeah. just extraordinary. We live in extraordinary times, don't we, Patty? Not in a good way. Yeah, I'm, I'm from northeastern Pennsylvania, and I absolutely guarantee the people from Scranton hate his guts when he says he's from there. It's a, They're very embarrassed or angry. Yeah. I like him up there. Understandably, I've got to say, that seems yeah. quite reasonable. Um, Patty, I thank agree. you. Thank you for the call. Okay, bye-bye. Very lovely. Thank you. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to soundbite number 19. Uh, CNN is a crooked Democrat Party front group. I, uh, I'm an alum of uh, CNN, and that's uh, to my eternal embarrassment at this point because of what they've done. It was, uh, you know, bad enough when they were doing a good job. But, but let's go to this David Chalian, who's uh, another left-wing hater of Republicans and, and of uh, Donald Trump, of course. And he was on CNN yesterday, and they're talking about the border. Uh, and, you know, the border is wide open and gangs are everywhere, marauding in New York and Michigan and, and uh, Venezuelan gangs are these Biden gangs, right? And the left-wing mouthpiece, David Chalian, on CNN yesterday knocked their socks off a little bit. There does seem to be a bit of a divide inside the Democratic Party about how to grapple with this immigration issue. But you're right, it is going to be a front and center issue. We normally think of it, I think, in the past, John, like that it's just an issue for the right-wing echo chamber. But the, the whole movement that Greg Abbott did and what have you to bring the migrant issue and crisis to cities, to blue states and cities, that has changed the calculus here. I, you see this issue rising in importance for all voters. Really? Wow, they were all slack-jawed there. What, what had them slack-jawed last week at the... Oh, yeah, that was uh, uh, John Mar, uh, uh, Miller, their, uh, their law enforcement guy, who said the Venezuelan gangs rob you in New York, then they vacation in Florida. And the anchor said, well, why don't they rob people in Florida? And he said, well, because in Florida you get arrested and they put you in jail. See, that's very different. CNN's David Chelian, we thought of immigration as a right-wing echo chamber issue. Until Governor Greg Abbott made blue areas feel it. Uh, Greg Abbott, genius, stroke of genius, and uh, also Ron DeSantis in Florida. I, every damn illegal alien, gang member, criminal, marauding everywhere should be sent to Martha's Vineyard. You know, Barack Obama has his $16 million house or whatever it is there on the ocean. He's not worried about the rise of the oceans because... You know, that stopped when he was elected president. No more rise of the oceans. Yeah, we normally think of immigration as just an issue for the right-wing echo chamber. Now that Governor Greg Abbott has brought the immigrant issue to and crisis to cities, Democrat-run cities, to blue states and cities, 
That has changed the calculus. Genius. And they attacked him for it, of course. Now they've got to eat it because they lie about everything all the time, and sometimes they get caught. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Now, Joe Biden is importing so many gang members from so many different Latin American countries. The whole gangs are coming in and taking over. And the Democrats think this is good because they want everyone to be murdered or to die of a fatal uh, fentanyl overdose. The New York Post has a story today. National Guard urged to check migrants arriving in New York City for tattoos, gang tattoos, out of uh, Venezuela. There is a Venezuelan gang that is uh, Trenderagua. Trenderagua is the name of the gang, and they have their gang tattoos, as you might expect. And now the National Guard is being called on check for the Trenderagua tattoos. They're uh, marauding through New York City and robbing people and clubbing people over the head. They're murderous gangs. And, and of course, <clears throat> President Trump warned us about this. He said they're emptying out their prisons. And, and it's true. Nicolas Maduro, a communist who calls himself a socialist in Venezuela, used to be the most economically prosperous country in all of Latin America. And then the commies took over and they stole everything and they ruined their own oil industry and their own economy. And now uh, brave young men are withering away and they have to chase garbage trucks in the hope of getting scraps of other people's foods uh, because socialism destroys the world. And that's what the Democrats are here to do. New York State National Guard troops are being told to check all migrants arriving in the Big Apple for distinctive tattoos linking them to the vicious Venezuelan Trenderagua street gang. The New York Post has learned. The decree comes as the NYPD this week issued a situational awareness alert warning of these brutal gangs operating in New York City because of Joe Biden and the Democrats who want this for our country. Uh, Democrats do a lot of very strange things. There's one in Texas that's got a hobby that not everyone has. I'll explain that in a moment. The businessstandard.com today out of the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom, UK economy slips into recession. I'm sorry, what? The UK just slipped into recession. Is that still two consecutive fiscal quarters of negative economic growth? Because that used to be the norm. Um in the United States until Biden gave us two consecutive fiscal quarters of negative economic growth. And then the Democrats just changed the definition of the word recession. 
They have that power, and they abuse it because that's what they do. Now, the Business Insider with the story, uh, UK economy slips into recession, and Japan loses their status as the third largest economy in the world. How can that be, you might ask? Well, because they're on bad economic times, the economy in the United Kingdom sank into recession in the latter half of last year, giving a major blow to Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, who had promised to bring the economy on track after assuming office. High inflation, sound familiar, and the rising cost of living, sound familiar, were cited as the main reasons for the development as the UK's gross domestic product shrank by 0.3% in the fourth quarter of 2023 after contracting 0.1% in the prior three months, the official figures showed. Recession is defined as a period of fall in the GDP for two consecutive quarters. That was true in the United States until Joe Biden came in, and then he had two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth, and they just changed the definition of the word recession. That's how filthy they are. That's how corrupt they are. And Japan unexpectedly slips into recession. Germany is now the world's third biggest economy. Ah, 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 the Reuters news agency on this one. Out of Tokyo, Japan unexpectedly slipped into a recession at the end of last year, losing its title as the world's third biggest economy to Germany and raising doubts about when the central bank would begin to exit its decade-long ultra-loose monetary policy. We have ultra-loose monetary policy here, and we had uh, two consecutive fiscal quarters of negative economic growth, but we just uh, were told that that's no longer a recession. That's no longer the way we we define recession because Democrats lie all the time about everything. Now, speaking of Democrats, let me uh, take you on a magical mystery tour of Texas, one of our 50 states. And uh, pretty crazy story, I've got to say, out of Texas. Spring, Texas. Spring, Texas antique shops are under siege from a literal butt pirate. I'm sorry, what's that? Man goes around Texas thrift stores shoving antiques up his butt. That is another headline here. And uh, this is a true story. Why go through the trouble of buying (laughs) a a butt plug when you could simply shove antiques um, up your butt? For one kilt-wearing villain, a man, a Democrat voter, dubbed the butt pirate in Texas, this question isn't hypothetical but a way of life. The alleged uh, pooting perp terrorizing antique stores in Spring, Texas by shoving vintage goods up his booty. See, here's the thing. He goes into the store and he inserts items from thrift stores and antique stores while wearing a kilt into his rectum. And then he goes to another place in the store and removes them and puts them back on the shelves. That is how police know that he's a Democrat. 
because, you know, Democrats have a lot of issues. And this is just one more example of Democrats having a lot of issues. Cameras capture this man in a kilt, looking around an antique booth. He grabs an item off a shelf. He's then seen walking behind a birdcage. He bird appears cage. to put the item under his kilt before putting it back on a shelf. What did they do with those products? They threw them away, mostly. Mostly? What do you mean, mostly? You mean some of them are still on the shelves? Some of them are still for sale? He's in a kilt. He's, hey, I'm already wearing a kilt. I might as well take advantage of the... Uh, so he's inserting things into his rectum, and, and then he uh, removes them and puts them back on the... Because this is just one of the new things that Democrats are doing in America because the Democratic Party has a lot of issues, a lot of issues, great many issues for the Democrat Party. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of the Democrat Party, I did mention it earlier, but Huma Abedin, also known as Huma Wiener, reveals relationship with George Soros's son, Alex. You know, the Soros people are buying up hundreds of radio stations in the United States so that they can expand their propaganda dominance. That's, uh, that's your Democrat Party. Uh, just amazing stuff. And uh, they're dating. I, I'm uh, told they were in Paris yesterday because it was Valentine's Day, and you can do Valentine's Day in Paris uh, if you'd like. Amazing stuff. Hama Abedin reveals relationship with George Soros's son, Alex, because it's a circle fest in a hot tub. It's the Democrat Party, honestly. It's the, de it, the billionaire oligarchs who are anti-American, anti-capitalist. They rob, steal, and plunder. Huma Abedin, 47 years old, and Alex Soros, 38 years old, that means that Hama Wiener is nine years older than Alex Soros. 38-year-old son of billionaire Democratic donor George Soros have seemingly revealed that they are dating in a Valentine's Day post on social media. The two apparent lovebirds have a nine-year gap in their age, cozied up at a restaurant in Paris and smiled for a picture that the younger Soros shared on Instagram with Happy Valentine's Day as a text sticker. Soros, who took over his father's $25 billion empire last year, had his arm around the waist of the former Clinton top aide as they sat side by side. There's the picture now, a lot of red roses on the table. and They both look like freaks, uh, honestly. Their table was littered with red roses and two jewelry boxes. I guess if you're worth $25 billion, you'd probably get whoever you're dating on Valentine's Day some jewelry because otherwise you might look stingy. Don't want to look stingy. Aberdeen, known as Hama, Hama Wiener, who was wearing a long-sleeved, shimmery gold number, shared the pic on her own Instagram story, seemingly making it official. Abedin, who served as vice chair of Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign, which she lost, 
used to be married to disgraced former representative Antony Weiner. She filed for divorce from Weiner in 2017 after the ex-congressman was sentenced to nearly two years in prison for sexting with a 15-year-old girl. You know, the Democrat Party, it's uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, affliction and uh, Bill Clinton and the intern program and all of that. Their divorce was finalized years later. But in April, Weiner and Aberdeen were spotted dining next to each other in Manhattan's Zigfield Ballroom during the city's Inner Circle show, sparking speculation of a reunion. I think not. I think not. That's what I think. Weiner, Anthony Weiner, quickly denied those rumors that they were getting back together. When asked by a New York Post reporter, a few months later, page six revealed that Hama Weiner was secretly dating Bradley Cooper. You must be kidding. After a Vogue EIC Anna Winter introduced them, that's the executive in charge at uh, Vogue magazine, the actor is now dating Gigi Hadid. He's uh, making the rounds, you know, racking up numbers. It's like, uh, you know, in a billiard room, you got those uh, wires going across the ceiling with the little wooden uh, uh, things on there. He's got one of those at his house there, and he's uh, racking up the numbers, you know. Amazing stuff. So uh, very corrupt, very corrupt left-wing people. Don't marry them. They carry diseases. Everybody knows that. And if they're wearing kilts, well, you, you know the rest of the story there. She walked by, and she shook my hand, and our eyes connected, and I just remember having this moment where I thought, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful, and she's so little, and oh. you know, it's just sort of, because you know, you look, people best. look different on TV, and I just thought, wow. That's Humma Wiener talking about her first meeting with Hillary Clinton, and uh, they've had a very close relationship ever since. I'm going like that with my hands. <laughs> very close relationship ever since. Uh-uh-uh, I'm telling you. It is a circle fest in a hot tub to beat the band. You bet your bottom dollar. Uh, left-wingers, Democrats, Biden voters, showed up at the National Archives yesterday where we ha- house our the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, uh, other historic documents and historical documents uh, defining the United States of America. And these Democrats, they, they poured... Um, containers of red powder, a red powder substance all over the, now our sacred documents are contained in nuclear blast-proof vessels with blast-proof thick glass and so on. So they did not damage the Constitution or the Bill of Rights or any of the good stuff, but they poured the stuff all over themselves and our sacred documents at the National Archives and these very, very uninterested, very, very slow-moving government security officers walked more slowly than a, I, I mean, honestly, I would walk faster than that if I were going to the electric chair. And these people moved so slowly that I, the video is unbelievable. And they asked everybody else to leave. And then they put the idiots on the ground and they handcuffed them. They should get at least 11 years in prison, you know, like the Catholics that prayed outside an abortion clinic because they're pro-life and the Democrats want to put them in prison for more than a decade. Here's the audio of the mentally ill Democrats 
in the uh, National Archives. This country is founded on the conditions that all men are created or created equally and endowed with the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and created equal, unalienable rights. To have all these rights, not just wealthy white men, we all deserve clean air, water, food, and a livable climate. They're obviously environmental mental cases. They're environmental cases. See, I think that might be, that's a kind of a portmanteau, a truncation. Not just for wealthy white men to breathe clean air. Wealthy white men breathe clean air. And uh, if you're not a wealthy white man, you don't breathe clean air because of wealthy white. Now, these are the whitest people you've ever seen. These two uh, gender neutral boys, they're, they're men, they're grown men. And they're Democrats, and they're pouring stuff all over the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and other documents, and uh, uh, safely um, uh, squirreled away in these uh, literally nuclear blast-proof uh, vessels uh, inside the National Archives, just off the Mall in Washington D.C. And uh, and they're and the white people have been taught to hate white people by the left, and they don't think clean air is just for wealthy white men because. Their brains are almost as broken as Joe Biden's. We need to change how we do things. We need to change systems and value the lives and well-being of people over the profits of the many. The profits of the many. He meant the profits of the few. These are incredibly dumb people. Incredibly dumb people. And uh, that's your that's your Democrat Party today. We're raising millions of them. The Democrats call them voters. They call them their base. Speaking of their base, Representative Rashida Tlaib refuses to condemn rape and sexual violence as a weapon of war, as used by the radical Islamic jihadi terrorist death cult Hamas, which is looking forward to billions of dollars in funding from Joe Biden. Hamas is in this 90-something billion-dollar bill with $60 billion for Ukraine. There are billions in there for Hamas and other radical Islamic terrorist jihadis because the Democrats are a death cult, too. Far-left Representative Rashida Tlaib, Democrat Michigan, was the only member of the House of Representatives who declined to vote Wednesday for a resolution condemning the rape and sexual violence that Hamas leaders ordered members of the terror group to carry out during and after its monstrous October 7th attack in Israel. The House voted 418 to 0 to pass the resolution, led by Representative Lois Frankel, a Democrat from Florida, which calls on other nations to criminalize rape and sexual assault. Don't they already do that? And hold its perpetrators accountable. Don't they already do that? As well as on international bodies to unequivocally condemn the barbaric acts. Uh, But Rashida Tlaib just voted present because she's not sure. She thinks maybe it's okay for jihadis to torture, rape, and murder because she's a jihadi. And her constituents, a great many of her constituents are jihadis too. Hamas killed more than 1,200 people, including 33 American citizens in the attack, took another 240 hostage, raping, sexually abusing, raping and murdering while they're raping, according to multiple accounts. 
and the weapon of war, rape. The, we- the Soviets always used rape as a weapon of war, too. So did Japan in World War II, by the way. Weapons of war around the world to terrorize and subvert populations. But Rashida Tlaib, little wishy-washy. She's in favor of it. She couldn't condemn it. She couldn't vote against it. She should be expelled from Congress and then expelled from the United States of America, pushed out of an airplane over the Gaza. Well, maybe with a parachute. We'll figure the details out later. Now, this Fannie Willis prosecutor, Trump prosecutor in Atlanta, is in big trouble today. And even MSDNC is saying it looks like she'll be thrown off the case and they'll have to start over again. But before we get to that, if I can get to that, I want to get to the White House spokeswoman yesterday. Cringe. Cringe on Pierre. Listen to her talking about those terrible Republicans um, engaging in unconstitutional bipartisanship. History will not rem- will not uh, look kindly on House Republicans for this blatant act of uh, what we believe to be unconstitutional unconstitutional bipartisanship. That's right. House Republicans, history will will not look kindly on House Republicans for this blatant act of what we believe to be unconstitutional bipartisanship. Well, that explains everything, doesn't it? That's why Washington doesn't work. Bipartisanship is unconstitutional. I did not know that bipartisanship was unconstitutional until I learned that from Cringe. Cringe on Pierre. I went to the White House um, website to check the transcript, and they crossed out the word bipartisanship and wrote the word partisanship in instead. They did. As though partisanship is unconstitutional. These are dumb, dumb people. MSDNC saying that Fannie Willis has to go. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fannie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified. Left-wing political analyst on left-wing MSDNC, Fannie Willis must go. And uh, lied to the courts in official documents with her boyfriend, uh, cheating, you know, he was a married man, and... She's paying him hundreds of thousands of dollars. Pay no attention to that. And I hope Lynn from Kenosha calls back tomorrow. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.